Oh, hi! It's been a while. Sorry I missed the previous episode, but, you know, life comes at you fast, things happen, schedules get mixed up, and, uh, well, I've, uh, I've taken, I've taken some of that time in order to go through and kind of reset myself, recenter myself, as it were, and, uh, get ready to go back up here. We've got some, we've got some big news to talk about. We've got a, a lot of Diablo stuff going on. Uh, so I'd like to welcome everybody here to uh, join me with uh, episode 217, Catching Up, because, well, that is what we have got to do. Uh, so thank you again, and again, I'm, I'm sorry on a couple accounts, of course, missing, you know, the, the last episode, and so we now here we are a month later for going through and recording episode 217. Um, and in addition to that, episode 216, audio quality was shite, absolute garbage. Um, I was talking a little bit about that in the pre-show, that I had some software issues. There was a, a virtual mixer I had installed, and it had screwed everything up, and I kind of, like, in installed it and then forgot about it. But now, uh, now it's gone. So, some of the audio problems that I had in some previous episodes of getting things set up before the stream uh, have now fixed. I didn't have to do anything uh, in this episode. And then, of course, the absolute garbage audio quality that you got in the previous one. Again, very sorry. Uh, about that one, but it's all all good, all set. We're we're cool. We're cool. If I'm if I'm gonna go through and do it, I'm not gonna try and half-ass it with a virtual mixer. We'll just go through and buy a, a regular one. But we'll we'll see on that stuff. But you know, as I mentioned, we've got some catching up to do, and there's a whole bunch of news with which to talk about and some things to look forward to. And as I have promised, we're gonna go through and start this episode off on the uh, the the topic that. Uh, I said I'm going to start every episode off with, when that is, of course, the Activision Blizzard lawsuit that is currently going on. Um, I've also got some things to talk about with Diablo 3, just little, little tiny stuff, as well as, um, like, some a little tiny stuff with Diablo Immortal as well. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with Diablo 2 Resurrected, and we'll finally cap out the episode, you know, kind of like in chronological order with uh, Diablo 4, with just uh, uh, some few, not really not really news, but more some things to come and some various things I've been noticing in community and my thoughts on that. But of course, you know, as I've said, I'm going to go through and start and open every single episode going and talking about the lawsuit that the state of California has against Activision Blizzard because of the harassment, sexual discrimination, and a whole bunch of really shitty things that have been going on behind the scenes at the workplace over there at Blizzard. And it's, you know, my expectations were low, but holy fuck. I mean, the, these past couple of weeks... Oh, man. Uh, what is it? Uh, since the last... Just like the, one of the bigger things, just as the last episode, the state of California has amended the lawsuit against Blizzard to go through and state that they have... Um, that they have some, apparently, some information that shows that Activision Blizzard is currently in the process, or was in the process, of going through and destroying HR documents that, you know, corroborated the, uh, the claims against them about workforce harassment, and they're trying to cover it up. They're going through and either shredding documents, digitally destroying them, or whatever, but they're, they're trying to get a special classification for the suit because, hey, they're being hostile and destroying evidence. Of course, Blizzard is saying, no, we're not doing that or anything, um, because of, of course that's what they're going to go through and say. Uh, they, I mean, they won't even, they, their legal defense against, uh, the sexual harassment claims was, oh, those are old. Um, and, well, it, it gets even better because just as of yesterday, the employees at Blizzard themselves have now gone through and filed a lawsuit against Blizzard because they are, say that they are facing retaliation, that they have... Um, HR and other higher-ups within the company are now going through and targeting employees that were found to have been participating in the walkout from last month or the employees that have been going through and being very vocal about their stories and inconsistencies at Blizzard as well as just, you know, trying to make the workplace a better, uh, a better environment. And so now the kind of collective group, not a union, the uh, a better ABK or a better Activision Blizzard King uh, has gotten together with a, a legal group in order to file a lawsuit stating that 
that ATVI is retaliating against their employees. And that is just like, holy shit. Like that, like I said, expectations were low. And that, that is pretty fucked up. That's batting, batting a hundred on this one, guys. Absolutely great stellar things. And it just, it, it puts a damper on everything, doesn't it? it? It's like, it's, it's so tough to be excited when they go and they come out with new stuff. Because, uh, what was it, last week? So the, the second Thursday uh, in September... And they had some Diablo 2 Resurrected merch as part of the Blizzard Vault sale. And it was just like, I'll think about it. You know. That's, I'll, I'll think about it. It is, wasn't just like the, the instant purchase that it would have been I, even a month ago, honestly. With, uh, it's just, you know, it, it, it's one of those just like weird things because... Could I go back to, like, the beginning of July before this lawsuit was filed and, you know, we were all just um, ignorant to the uh, the truth that was going on behind the scenes and we could all just be happy about playing Blizzard games and such and being a content creator and... Honestly, no. Because it was all happening. It was just... it was uh, The only thing that was different is that we just didn't know that was going on. And so I at least... Even though it is a constant conflict of emotions of wanting to go and support, uh, you know, the development team that I enjoy the products that they go through and make. And I've gotten to know a lot of people on the development team that, you know, are good people, you know, and uh, I want to support them in the projects that they work on. But at the same time, well, the kind of like the company that is funding all of this and makes all the buku bucks off of aren't so good people. So it's always that, moral quandary that goes through and comes up and just when you you think that you're at peace with it some other shit comes up and you're like do we really have to go through all of this again but it's better it's better to know you know it's better to have that information and realize it and that is why i will speak up about it on every single episode if there's any type of new information on it i'm going to be going through and bringing it up because it's the right thing to do and we want blizzard to do better so i mean take it or leave it you know if you're going to go through and listen to the show it's it's going to be a couple minutes at the beginning of every episode you know sorry if it gets uh bothersome or annoying but it's nowhere near as bad as what it well what you know a lot of these employees were going through and suffering through you know, over at the company but moving on to more targeted diablo news and hopefully a bit more of a a, a positive way to go and carry on the episode um diablo 3 so I said I had a little bit to cover on there, and well, PTR win? We're, we're at that time. It's like the two-month mark coming up right now. And uh, this would be, you know, this is around the time that we would be going through and having the PTR drop for Diablo 3. Obviously, this one is um, a couple of caveats that the uh, last couple of seasonal PTRs were late. They were much further, um, they were past... The two month period and into the third month um you know and so that that is just you know one of the things that we you know kind of like with the, the new kind of seasonal structure it's more uh less you know quarterly and more like trimester uh type uh situation when it comes to the uh like when we can expect them throughout the the entire year where we're going to be getting like three seasons a year instead of four seasons a year and if they keep up the quality um, that with the last couple of seasons, that that's fine. Like, don't mind waiting an extra month in order to get the uh, the season if they're going to continue to add um, like big, bold, ambitious stuff. Especially if it's on the level of the the ethereals, one hundred percent. So it's cool. Uh, and then the second caveat is, as we're going to be talking about, the Diablo Two Resurrected that launches next week on uh, September twenty third, at least September twenty third here in the U S. So that, that is another one that they'll probably give that a little bit of a buffer to not, you know, try and conflict with other stuff that's coming out and going on. Whereas in the past, Blizzard hasn't really cared so much about inter-game timetables. We've had season launches alongside of WoW expansion releases and, you know, things of that nature. But this one's a little bit different because it doesn't necessarily mean that a Diablo player is a WoW player, but a Diablo player is a Diablo 
player. That sounded better in my head. But, you know, case in point that if you're going to be playing uh, the Diablo 3 season, you're probably also interested in Diablo 2 Resurrected and vice versa. And so it's, it's definitely a conflict of interest right there. And so spreading those out and giving them a little bit of time uh, in between them makes a little bit more sense. Maybe something mid-late October as far as the PTR goes, and this one being a little bit longer of a season, maybe four and a half uh, months, uh, might not be uh, all that surprising just to allow Diablo 2 to have its room, have its glory and all that before they start trying to compete with some of the user base to pull them back in for the Diablo 3 season. But at the end of the day, if you're playing a Diablo game, playing a Diablo game. You're part of the community, and I love you for it, right? Uh, and moving on, Diablo Immortal. Not really anything to report, except that last week, out of nowhere, the Diablo Immortal, Al the Diablo Immortal alpha servers came back online. Hmm. Last time they did that was right before the, uh, the, the closed alpha. Uh, obviously, there's not another alpha or beta or anything like that, so maybe they're just going through and deploying some build updates in the background. Maybe it's for some, like, international test partners, uh, you know, because they, they've committed now to controller support, and they push the launch window back to next year. So I expect that the next phase of testing for Immortal is going to include that controller support testing, but that means that we might not actually get another test phase this year, uh, and we might get it, um, you know... Or it might be like the week after Christmas, just like it was before, or early January, something like that, as they push out one final test with the last act, the Necromancer class, and controller support. Big thing that everyone has been asking for. So we'll continue to go through, keep an eye on that, and see you know what, uh, what comes of it, or if we get any uh, news or updates in regards to Diablo Immortal. Now into the meat and potatoes of the episode itself, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Man, that hype trailer, right? We we finally got the look uh, just a few days ago with uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected giving the cinematic trailer uh, that has little bits and clips from all of the cinematics throughout the game. Because we've only seen the opening cinematic in the um, Act 2 intro cinematic, but we didn't get to see you know, the thing that I'm waiting for, the, you know, Act 3 cinematic, where you get to see Tyrael fight the the Dark Wanderer and the, the Bale-controlled Talrasha, and we get a little snippet of that in this trailer, and it's absolutely beautiful. If you've been living under a rock and have not yet seen it, go find it. It's great. Unless, of course, you're waiting to experience it in all of its full glory for when the game itself comes out, which then... Well, you are stronger of will than I am, because there is no way that I could uh, I could keep I could keep that promise to myself. It is absolutely beautiful. The remastered cinematics, oh, that is almost you know the way that I remember them. You know, as a kid playing it twenty some odd years ago, uh, and seeing those uh, seeing those uh, cinematics for the first time, being like, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh my god! I've never seen I've never seen graphics this good in a video game. It's almost lifelike. <laughs> and of course, you go back and watch it now, and like it's good, but it's terrible. Uh, it's great because it has, um, you know, it has a bit. It's like got that artistic flair that Blizzard did in their cinematics, you know, back in the day with just kind of like exaggerated features and such. It, they were purposely breaking that uncanny valley, which I will say, like the one critique. Um, with like the um, opening cinematic of uh, Marius going through and talking to Tyrael, uh, that the whole it wasn't my fault, just the way that that voice line lines up with the uh, the model, just something seems off. And it, it seems off because the graphics are so good. That you begin, your brain has to find the faults in it. The you know the whole you know uncanny valley principle, but I mean it's still really really good. Like I said, very very minor complaint. 
Um, well, we also had a little bit of an update last week with obviously uh, Blizzard going through and beginning to uh, pump up the uh, press coming into the release. They had an article going through and talking about uh, what it was like going and bringing Diablo 2 to the consoles. And it, it has, you know, it talks a lot about developing the game and trying to find certain things for making movement work on the controller. And I did want to at least uh, call this one out for just a little bit. And my camera doesn't seem to be working um, in that uh, window. So just give me one second here, see if I can get it to work. Well, it's, the camera's not working, so we're just going to bring it up anyways, but here we go. Uh, so what it is, it's just like, kind of like a little video that they show, kind of like the, the dev backend, talking about how they got the um, movement controls to work with a uh, controller. And it's kind of like how it just has mapping to where, where you, you know, push the controller forward, kind of picks a point on, the randomly picks a point, not randomly, but, you know, picks a point kind of like a fixed distance ahead of the character. And that kind of like the more or less you tilt that analog controller controls that point of how far out or how close it is to the character to give you a little bit more um, concise uh, movement when going and working with it. And now a lot of people are going through and saying that D2R played perfect on the controller with the sole exception of uh, loot. And that it was actually kind of difficult in order to manage loot, swip, swap things back and forth between like the your inventory and the stash. And when there's a, like a complete loot explosion, it might be a little bit more difficult to filter through all the things. Uh, but for the most part, played uh, phenomenally well. And that that's good to hear, especially that they're going through and learning some of these things um, going into Diablo 4, which is going to be designed to work with a controller um, from, you know, day one, and that they're going to have, um, you know, maybe shared progression between uh, PC and console, much the way that Diablo 2 Resurrected is being built. That's not cross-play, but cross-progression. You can play on a console, save the character um, to Battle.net, then go on your PC or go on a different console system, and then load that same character and go and play. You won't be able to play in a game between a, uh, a console player and a PC player as of now. Uh, because they really haven't talked about it too much. But since BlizzCon Line, uh, Blizzard has gone through and talked about how they are wanting to go and bring uh, cross-platform connectivity to all of their titles. Starting with Overwatch. And well, the only other titles that they have on console at the moment are Diablo games so soon future maybe um but you know that's obviously not going to be something that's at launch that'll be something that will be coming you know further down the line which also is uh, a big question that's been going on through the community is what is post-launch support going to be like and this has led to uh, many, many Reddit discussions, forum arguments, and Twitter threads about what the game should or should not include and what will um, count as a remake, remaster, are you still being true to the vision of the original creators, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, but it has spawned a bunch of interesting conversations uh, because there are some people that are pretty split on it. You know, how many changes are too many to where it stops being Diablo 2 and starts to be something else that looks like Diablo 2? Um, like, one one big one has been personal loot. So that way you don't have the whole loot pinata that goes through, explodes, drop everything on the ground, and then you try and fight in order to pick up the items, and then a bot just goes and hoovers everything up, because you'll never be as fast as a, uh, a click bot. Um... Instead, going through and making things personal loot. So that way, when you kill a boss, everything that you see that drops to the ground belongs just to you and no one else. Uh, and there's been like, oh no, that kind of like, you know, part of the fun of Diablo 2 was having to fight for the loot. Who hurt you? Like, really? Like, if that's... Like, sure, you're entitled to your own opinion, but God, who hurt you? 
Because that is terrible. That's one of my least favorite things about my memories of playing Diablo 2 on Battle.net, was not being able to get shit when anything died. It was like, the only things that I got was either playing solo or trading. In any of the actual multiplayer games and such, you didn't find anything unless you went off on yourself. You join your bail game. I'm not going to get experience this time, but I'm going to go, you know, run the pit real quick while I've got eight players in the game to try and get, you know, some fat loots and get my stupid death's web that I never, ever, ever found. But, you know... It, um, I can see some people, it's just like, it's not the way the original game was, and that's something that's going to change it too much. Which, I get you, I get you, but I have a counterpoint. Um, you know, the original creator of the game, David Brevik, said that three of the things that he would change for the game, you know, number one being remove stamina, and like, I think, there was, there was a third one. Oh, it was, it was remove the stamina bar, auto gold pickup, and uh, personal loot. Those are the three things that if he were to go through and remake Diablo 2 today, or if he was making the remaster on his own, the three changes he would make to the game before anything else, graphics updates or anything, you know, auto pick up gold, specifically just gold, not loot, but auto pick up gold, no stamina bar, and personal loot. So, I mean... It kind of is one of the intentions of the original creators of the game to go through and do that. And please, for the love of God, can we just get rid of the stamina bar? Nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. Even the people that say that they want it in the game complain about it and go and as they spam, you know, 50 million stamina potions as they're playing through, you know, the first like five hours of the game. It's just like, please, can we get rid of it? Come on. It is so archaic. We do not need that in the game. It just makes creating a new character frustrating. Please. Come on. Let's be honest. Let, let's, let's be honest. Between you and me, between you and me, you really don't want the stamina bar still in the game. Come on. You, you can you can admit that. You can say that. It's it's fine. It'll stay between us. No one has to know. Uh, but, you know, it's just... Uh, especially because they're, like, going through and they're, like you know trying to remove like some bugs some bugs are good some bugs are bad one that i have seen that's caused a lot of uh, conversation is the uh the nom uh bug which is oddly enough like almost close to how you you know spell my girlfriend's name uh it's the next hit always misses bug to where if you miss an attack your next one will also miss um and it's like why is that still in the game sure it's how the the game played but it was a bug that just was never capable of being fixed and it's so detrimental to a bunch of melee builds that just makes that diablo 2 is very like uh, caster or bust you know you know there are some melee builds that can do all right you know you can you can kill um you know you can clear ubers you know uh, smited in is one of like the best ubers that are out there uh, uber clear is just because of attack speed with crushing blows but it's like you're not really it's none of your actual skills matter it's just stacking a high level fanaticism aura for so that way you max frames to get down to like the six or five frame attack animation on smite and then you just hold down the button while you have um you know uh what is it uh i want to say leech but it's siphon blood on the uh, on the target so that way you heal yourself every time that you hit and you just let crushing blow go through and kill the boss for you and that's that's the end of it uh that you know it's like just like that's that's not part of the sure it's part of the game but that's not part of the game and that was actually one that a lot of people are also in agreement on that is just like yeah fix it like i want to keep the stamina bar but fix but get rid of the next hit always misses buck why is it still in the game so the guy that likes the stamina bar complete straw man argument right here but the guy that likes the stamina bar also wants to get rid of that one so go on get out of here get rid of it but i guess it is like where do you draw the line at what point do you remove enough of these buffs or remove enough of these bugs and changes and such that it really does become a different game versus i mean like it, it's diablo 2 in 2021 it's you know been 21 years since the game came out um if you really want it to kind of compete in the modern space you're gonna have to make some of these changes some of these quality of life changes 
um, if you want people to come back and like really play the game besides that nostalgia factor. Because otherwise, I mean, there's still tens of thousands of people that log in and play Diablo 2 every day prior to the announcement of Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, and they'll still be going through and playing the game, minus the people that play mods, which, you know, is another topic. Um, but... You know, those people are still going to be playing the games, but the people that pl are playing Diablo 3 or the people that are playing Path of Exile or even the people that are playing Grim Dawn, you know, the people that are looking forward to Lost Ark, which got pushed back to next year. How are you going to keep those people? How are you going to keep those players that aren't the diehard Diablo 2 people when they go through and they play a 20-year-old ARPG, uh, many for the very first time? You know, that, that's one of the things that people do have to recognize. Diablo 3 was far more popular than Diablo 2. Um, yes, I know you're unfollowing, blocking, muting, whatever. But I mean, the, this this isn't like a, a, an opinion or anything like that. That's just by the numbers. Diablo three sold more copies than Diablo two. There are more people that put their hands on and played Diablo three than they did Diablo two. Not making a comparison between the titles or saying that one is better than the other. What it what it is is just that this is going to be their first experience playing Diablo two for a large portion of the new Diablo community and I think that they're going to have a blast they're going to absolutely enjoy it uh, but that beginning section is going to be pretty rough with you know having to deal with the stamina bar not being able to open doors or not being able to go through a open door that's actually closed but the animation is open you know like little janky weird things like that which if you played Diablo 2 you played Diablo 2. You know that stuff. And that's fine. It's like, that's what any game that came out in 2000 was like. That's just, that's just fine. But for, you know, someone that's going through and playing it now for the first time, those are little annoyances that could potentially add up. It's going to hold people. Trust me, Diablo 2 is, is going to hold people. I'm not, I'm not dissing on D2 at all. It's going to hold on to the audience, but if you're going to want to go through and like really hold on to them, I think that there is certain um, quality of life changes that you're going to want to make to to really let it compete in the environment of modern ARPGs. Um, especially given you know how long we might be waiting for Diablo Four. Um, and like I mentioned briefly about mods, that's another thing that some people have been going through and having concerns with. Uh, Blizzard has confirmed that there will be no TCP IP um, type play for Diablo 2R. And I can understand from a security standpoint, that's going to help um, limit the amount of information that bot makers and such have access to the game in order to create workarounds through Battle.net. And it's not going to stop it. It's not going to stop it. Anyone that thinks that Blizzard's going to be able to stop bots, you're lying to yourself. There will never be a single game manufacturer or game developer in this entire world that will be able to stop bots. The best that you can do is mitigate them to an extent and squash the new ones as they come up to the best of your abilities, but there will always be bots. Um, and so, you know, this is, this is one of the steps they're going through and taking. I mean, it's also, this is 20 years later. You're not connecting from dial-up to dial-up to your best friend three doors over in order to play through a TCP IP connection. Uh, you've got modern-day Battle.net with which that you can connect to that. It's just, you know, nice, simple, one-click easy. Uh, but that does limit people that want to make uh, playable mods for Diablo 2 that they now have no way of adding in multiplayer support. And, you know, that... That kind of sucks because a lot of people, there was, you know, a big Median XL update that came out this year, um, uh, Project Diablo 2, um, that was wildly popular at like the beginning of the year and such. Uh, you know, and those ones, if they want to retain that multiplayer aspect, they have to stay on the old Diablo 2 engine and they don't get to experience the new user interface, the modern graphics, and all of that. While people can still do single-player mods for Diablo 2 Resurrected, they're not going to be able to do anything with multiplayer. And that, you know, rightfully so, has some people in the modding community, um, you know, pretty concerned. And though the Blizzard, you know, it, it is kind of a change, because back at BlizzCon Line when Diablo 2 Resurrected was announced, when asked about mods in the modding community, D Blizzard's response was, well, you'll still have the original Diablo 2. If you want to make mods. 
Obviously, it's not the answer that you like, but they've at least opened it up a little bit that they're okay if you want to go through and mod Diablo 2 Resurrected, you just have no multiplayer. So it's at least it's a step forward. We'll have to see what the game, the ecosystem becomes, you know, after launch, if it's something that they might add in afterwards. Um, some other things that aren't going to be making it, um, ultra widescreen support is something that has been, um, uh, you know, kind of like in contention uh, since the, the very first alpha and the, the, the past uh, open beta. Um, and they just have finally come to the conclusion that they're just not going to be able to do uh, ultra widescreen support at launch and maybe in the future. Just it, this is one of those ones where it just it breaks the game engine too much. It really just, it creates uh, not just an unfair advantage for the person that's playing on an ultra widescreen monitor uh, because they can see things. The game doesn't work correctly uh, because the skills will continue to shoot off infinitely into the, the ultra wide section. But the monster AI, you're like way outside of the detection range. And so you can just kill things if you're playing a range build. You can kill things you know, from two screens away, and the monster will just stand there. Not even, like, random movement. It won't activate any of its skills or abilities. It will just stand there until it dies. So you could, like, kill, you know, you could have a low-level Boazon with, like, prevent monster heal and just kill uh, an Uber Diablo because it literally just stands there until you finish killing it off. And so they're, they're cutting um, ultra-wide monitor support, they might be able to bring it back in the future, but that one's a, a, a game engine issue. It's an issue with the monster AI. It just, it's like, they can't get it to work properly and it compromises the game. Fair. Then again, I don't have an ultra-wide monitor, so I might be biased in my indifference on that one, if that makes sense. Uh, we also have that there will be no ladder at launch. We've talked about this one previously, and it's you know it's nice that we will at least it is confirmed we'll have. I think I covered this one in a previous episode. I might just not have had it in the show notes as I was going through because you know it's been a while. And I don't remember all of the topics from the last episode or the last couple episodes, and so I was just going off purely what's on the show notes. Uh, but um, we will have ladder only items. You know, ladder-only rune words will be enabled at launch while we wait for the ladder. Whether that will be the um, the kind of like the operating procedure going forward, we don't know. Single-player games, at least, will always be able to benefit from the ladder-only stuff that we do have a confirmation of. But we'll have to see if non-ladder battle net play will continue to allow uh, season-only rune words and season-only items to drop and be created. Uh, in non-ladder games. Uh, I believe we're still waiting on confirmation on that one. I might be wrong. They might have updated it, but so please correct me if I am. Um, but, you know, besides that, please just fix invisible poison clouds. I'm sure everyone is sick of me going through and bringing this up, but just please fix those. We didn't get to play Act 5, and I swear, I will scream. I will scream if I get to Act 5, the Serpent Magi is there, he shoots a Bone Spear at me, and then I die to an invisible poison cloud on the ground. I am going to scream. 100%. And you'll be able to go through and experience that for yourself, because I do intend to stream a lot um, for the Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected. Um, it launches Thursday, and we, we do know it will launch, um, I believe, globally at 10 a.m. Pacific Time Thursday, correct for your own time zone, and uh, I will still be working that day, so I, I won't be streaming right from the get-go, that's 1 o'clock my time, but I will hope in order to go and get home as early as I can, uh, and I do plan on taking that Friday off, so I should be able to stream thursday friday and saturday and get some serious diablo 2 playing in get some streaming back in i actually uh one of my friends uh josh you might have seen him uh hang out and chat uh here and there and angerius angel ang angerius angel i'm not sure how i'm supposed to pronounce that one he'll correct me i'm sure uh but he actually got me a new emote created and we'll be going through and having that one launch on stream so you can find that over at twitch.tv slash nine ball so look forward to that i will be streaming on that Thursday uh, in order to go and uh, cover that stuff. So, I mean, there's there's that. So we, we have something to look forward to, hang out and play. And man, it's, it's been 
has been, I believe the last time that I actually sunk a decent amount of time into Diablo 2 was right before the launch of Diablo 3. And I hope to get some of my friends together so that way we can go level up some stuff. It's going to be rough. Not going to lie, it's going to be rough because I'm going to be leveling a Necromancer. We're going to start with Corpse Explosion and Summoning, but that is just really hard to do. Um, I, I, I saw a tweet earlier today from uh, Anna Cake, and because she is playing through as a Necromancer for the very first time in the original Diablo 2, and was playing a summoner build, and I was just like, oh, just wait till she gets, just wait till she gets to Diablo, and yep, sure enough, goes through, and she shared the little clip of going and fighting Diablo for the first time. All the skeletons run up, and then the fire weight goes out. They, the skeletons didn't all die, so I was impressed that she had, like, summon resist and actually some decent points. But then he immediately breathes lightning, they all fall over. <laughs> the golem dies and the merc dies, there's one skeleton left that just kind of, like, bashes Diablo, like, twice. And then everything's dead. And it was like, yes, that is playing a necromancer uh, on normal, you know, for your first time through. It sucks. But I'm not going to be playing solo, I'm going to be playing with a group. So I'll throw Decrepify on Diablo, and hey, my contribution to the group is done. Y'all kill him. I'll be waiting in the back. Okay, we got him. Good. Let's go to Act Five, where I can be slightly more useful, and that will be uh, that will be the the Diablo two. But I mean, it's like it's a couple of days, so we should get through normal. We should get through Nightmare. Like by Saturday, I'm pretty sure we should be in hell. Maybe not beat hell. I'm I'm not Mr. Llama. I am not a I'm not a, a speed runner. Oh, and speaking of Mr. Llama, I completely forgot. I didn't even put it in the show notes. Um, uh, on Thursday, Mr. Llama is doing a world first run for as soon as the servers go live for Diablo 2 Resurrected. The first person to beat the story, um, I believe, um, through hell. So it'll be normal nightmare hell. First person to run through, complete run through. It's going to be streaming until it's done. So please... Um, Go check it out. It's going to be absolutely awesome uh, in order to go through and see, you know, the Mr. Speedrunner himself going through and being like the, that that world first of getting the getting the game, uh, quote unquote, beaten. Because we all know the game does not end that the, that the death of Hell Bell, um, but it will be um, it'll be cool to go through and uh, check out. I'm sure that will be one of those ones I'm going to be kind of kind of like staring over while i'm streaming uh, it's like is he, is he there yet is he there yet You'll, you all will have to keep me informed on that one right um but yeah uh and the reason that i will not be streaming on sunday is because i have a warhammer tournament that i'm going to because man i can tell you uh even though my 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 passion for diablo has been strained with all of the the shit that's been going on with blizzard lately um, but, uh, my passion for Warhammer has been filling in that gap. So I've been painting and playing and, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. And yeah, there's a, I found a, a tournament, um, close by that I will be participating in that Sunday. Uh, so it's the, the 26th. You'll probably, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll be posting pictures of my games and all of that. And I, I actually honestly, so at the big convention, uh, that was in Orlando that I went to back in August. You know, my, my goal in the five-round tournament was to go three and two. This is a one-day tournament. It's just three rounds. Um, I, I'm actually going to be a little bit ego-driven on this one. And I want to say my goal will be to go three and oh. I, I think that I can go 3-0. I believe that there's enough players that are signed up that there could be multiple people that go 3-0. So I might not necessarily win. You know, I could still go 3-0 and, oh and come in second. Uh, but I, that that's my goal. I'm I'm not just going in. I'm not just going to play and have fun. Though I am going to play and have fun. I'm I, I'm I am a little bit cocky and arrogant with my ability to play Age of Sigmar, and so I am I'm I'm going to kick ass, and so I will let you all know how that one goes since it's just a week and a half away now. Um, what is it? To go through and wrap things up, of course, I mentioned we've got Diablo 4. Uh, we're halfway through September, which means that we've only got uh, two weeks, three weeks. How many got? We got two, two weeks in a day for the Diablo 4 systems blog in order to go through and get posted. Uh, the previous one, because of some interviews that were going on you know, around the time, 
uh, with, I think it was like an Xbox interview talking about Diablo 2 Resurrected or something like that. They just mentioned that the Diablo 4 blog would be coming out to be about character art. Um, we don't know what this topic is going to be. Maybe it's going to be a crunchier topic, though I don't mind the fluffier ones. That character art one, uh, you know, changed changed a lot of people's opinions uh, that might have been on the fence about Diablo 4. That it's like, wow, the dev team gets it. They're 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 doing some good work. Um, so we do have that to go through. Look forward to. And as is always, I will record an episode come hell or high water, uh, the day that the um, Diablo 4 systems blog goes live. Um, so I will, even if it's like in the, in the middle of, a, if I have to replace the regular episode recording or I've had to do it um, like outside of the, the regular two week cycle, I will record day and date um, for the Diablo 4 stuff because, hey, it's important. That is news we're covering when it breaks. Um, but there have also been some other interesting little things that have been going on as uh, Vicarious Visions has been going through and hiring uh, and expanding their roster of developers, but not for Diablo 2 Resurrected, but for Diablo 4. And so there have been some rumors and people going through and talking about, oh, let Vicarious Visions work on Diablo 4. Um, but yeah, this is pretty hard confirmation. Like, Vicarious Visions is working on Diablo 4, and that has me asking like a couple of questions. Uh, namely, well, what about Team 3? Obviously, Team 3 is still going through and working on it, but, you know, we, we talked about how some of the um, senior developers were, uh, you know, let go as part of all these uh, bullshit that was happening over at Blizzard, uh, allegedly, uh, with um, Louis Bariga and uh, Jesse McCree, you know, exiting the company, uh, that there might be, like, some shakeups and stuff, and this also isn't, like, terribly unknown, because even before... Prior to Diablo 4's announcement in 2019, the first inkling that we had of Diablo 4 came from that um, kind of like expose in 2018, right after the announcement of Diablo Immortal, talking about how at that point in time, Diablo 4 had already been rebooted internally for the development like a couple of times. You know, we, we, you know, what was it? There was like the, the Dark Souls remake and then they started in doing an ARPG and then that one had got rebooted. And then I, I'm not remembering exactly, but it might have actually, once they switched over to ARPG, it might have been rebooted like twice. Uh, and so there, there's definitely some, you know, there was there was some uh, issues getting like that initial traction for what they wanted to go and find. And that that's not, that's not taking a dig at Team 3. I mean, even the Diablo North people rebooted their original concept of Diablo 3 a couple of times, you know, before they kind of settled on something that be they began chugging on until that project ultimately got shut down and Blizzard North all left and it got brought into Blizzard proper and yada yada yada. But, you know, it's, um, at least we know that it had a bit of a rough start. And, you know, is it continuing to have some issues that might be tied to some of the developer shakeups that have been happening? Uh, or is it that uh, you know, Activision or the higher-ups of Blizzard are going through and coming in where it's like, you need to make sure that this that this hits. You know, we, we don't want, you know, a, a, we don't want a repeat of, like, some, you know, fractured communities and fractured opinions on is the game good or not? Is it living up to the legacy? We want this to hit. Um, and so it's something that we even, they, they, that Blizzard, you know, the Activision Blizzard, you know, executives are talking about on a recent earnings call that they are going to be dumping significant resources into Diablo. That, you know, so this, this is going to be like big. And it, it's one of those things that, you know, I mentioned earlier, Diablo 3 sold really well. Diablo 3 is the most popular, um, you know, uh, entrance in the franchise and it it pushes numbers that you know compete with Blizzard's other titles like World of Warcraft and such maybe not quite you know like uh, Call of Duty numbers or anything like that but it is still big and just imagine if they make it even better you know if they if they're able to go through and push that and you know get some like really uh, really you know decent sized development team behind Diablo and they're able to like push out content you know, at a, a at a cadence that the the community would uh, consume at a, a faster rate. Um, 
You know, so if, if we, we already know that they're going to want to put some significant resources and investments into the Diablo franchise as a whole. Uh, and, you know, we know that Diablo 4 is going to be an open world ARPG, not an MMO, but an open world uh, kind of like living game. Uh, even though I don't think that they've specifically referred to it as a living game, they have said that they want to have, you know, constant updates. They're going to be adding in new zones, new classes, that even though we're going to be dealing with just a small part of the eastern continent, that they will eventually want to have the entire world of Diablo explorable and playable, uh, so that way you can experience everything in Sanctuary. You can play all of the classes from all of the games. Um, and, you know, that, that's some pretty lofty goals. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bit of a comparison here, um, and I'm the the game that I'm gonna be comparing it to is Call of Duty, um, and I'm not using this to try and dig. I know like the the hardcore gaming community and such, everybody loves to shit on Call of Duty, uh, because it's just like it's a big mass market appeal game, blah blah blah. I'm not doing this as a, a dig, though maybe there is a little bit of criticism in there somewhere, but you know we'll get to that, but. When I first saw that these job postings were being posted by Vicarious Visions, it got me thinking, you know, well, what's what's going on with Team 3? Are they going to merge Vicarious Visions into Team 3, the Diablo team? But, like, Vicarious Visions is stationed on the East Coast, and unless they go through and make, like, a Blizzard East, always into the East. Um, anyways, they, you know... That we, we've seen that, you know, like with Blizzard North and how that worked out. Uh, what if they um, have like the two different teams working on like different aspects of the game or anything? Because Vicarious Visions has showed that like they can do the job. I mean, look at their, their recent resume. The Crash Bandicoot and Tony Hawk remakes. I mean, like, and then now the Diablo 2 Resurrected, which everything that we've seen has been amazing. We'll get the, the full test next week and see if they really uh, got it. But all, all indicators are pointing that they know what they're doing and they really can feel this. And they're able to put themselves into like these different, like completely different genres from Crash Bandicoot, Tony Hawk, and then Diablo. So like they, they've got a, a very wide skill set and a very adaptable team that they're able to go in and make these very truthful adaptations and remasters of these previous titles um and just own it you know like they're knocking it out of the park uh especially looking at what they're doing you know from our point of view with diablo 2 resurrected like they they got it they be, they spent like 15 minutes talking about goddamn garlic at blizzcon online they're so passionate about all this like little tiny stuff that's going on behind the game so sure having and seeing them work on diablo 4 hell fuck yeah you know, like they get Diablo, they feel it. That's uh, Diablo DNA is in that Diablo in that development team. They they can do it. But at the same time, I mean, Team Three also gets it. I mean, look at the reception when Diablo Four first launched. Sure, there were some people that were going through. It's oh, those graphics aren't all that great, or the skill system is simplistic, or it's a skill twig, not a skill tree. But Every subsequent update that Blizzard has gone through and shown for Diablo 4 has convinced and converted more and more of the uh, doubters. They, they, they're not losing ground. They're gaining ground with every update and people are like, oh, okay. Especially what you wouldn't expect the fluff article that we got last time with the character art not doing any game systems or anything of that nature. But that one got people, it's like, oh, okay. Okay, they got it. They figured it out. When you see the spider puppet zombie thing like that, you saw that. It's like, yeah, okay, that's that's Diablo. They're they're getting it. They got it. They they figured it out. They they know what can make a Diablo game a Diablo game, at least aesthetics wise. Um, and so they're they're converting people over. And so you've got these two teams that do seem to know, get, and understand. At least the, the core building blocks that help make a Diablo game a Diablo game. They're wanting to take the direction back more towards a traditional ARPG than kind of the more um, action-y version that Diablo 3 went with. Uh, and, you know, the, I guess a, a bit more complexity in the different systems and skill designs and things like that. And... There, there is, of course, that other title that Activision makes that I saw some comparisons in that, and that is, of course, Call of Duty. And that's a 
big tentpole franchise, you know, for Activision Blizzard, makes them tons of money, and they develop significant resources into it in order to guarantee that they have these annual releases. And that's one of the things that people always dig about it. Oh, it's November, Call of Duty's coming out. Oh, what they change this time? A new gun? Though they, they might not always make um, significant updates to the core game, uh, though sometimes they do, uh, you know, uh, part of the thing that they're able to churn out these annual titles and these constant updates these uh, to the, the Call of Duty franchise is they have multiple development teams that are working on it. It's not just one in-house project, and they've got multiple studios that, instead of having to push out a game every year, they're actually pushing out a game every two years, every three years, as they go through and they hand so the different projects are being handled by completely different development teams. And it got me wondering if that might be a direction that they start going with Diablo 4, because at least Activision itself, for all of the other problems that they have, treat your employees better, um, they have gotten really good at developing uh, product pipelines uh, with in order to go through and push out content at a, uh, a uh, repeatable cadence. And... Imagine that for Diablo. Not talking that we'll have Diablo 5, Diablo 6, and every year is going to be a new Diablo title, but imagine if you had two big development teams that are going through and developing content for the game. Instead of going through and trying to push out, you know, content and updates at a cadence of, say, every three months, that if you're bouncing back, like, seasons in between these two development studios, each studio has six months uh, in order to develop the content for a new season. Uh, or even one studio could be developing seasonal content, the other one could be developing classes, zones. Uh, they could be developing whole new expansions. We really don't know what the game model for Diablo 4 is going to be like. Is it going to be something that might mimic, you know, uh, other modern games, or it's just a, a one-time purchase with a bunch of microtransactions? Um, is Blizzard going to stay to their classic-held... Uh, one core box and then a whole bunch of expansions afterwards. Don't know. Really don't know. I think I'd be okay with either, though maybe like the, 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 what, I guess it's like one of those ones where as long as I feel that I'm getting value for my money, I don't mind microtransactions. As long as it's not going to be going through and trying to nickel and dime me stuff. Don't start charging me for stash tabs or, you know, that I have to, pay for a type of in-game currency to use waypoints and, or other bullshit like new world being built from the ground up with certain like you know pay-to-play mechanics like built-in that you can just circumvent game systems with paid currency leave that shit outside i'll pay for classes i'll pay for zones you know i'll pay for higher difficulties or stuff like that might not pay for dungeons. You should just be given that, you know, to me for free or as part of a bigger update. Like, if you want to go through and launch, or if you just keep all that stuff, like, in an expansion. Like, new class, new zone, new dungeons, boom. And then the seasonal updates are free or we'll unlock, like, an additional new dungeon, you know, in the middle of a zone or something for free throughout the, the course of the, the season or the expansion or something. You know, th those, things are, those things are fine. Those things are agreeable, but... Um, yeah, it really will come down to, you know, what I, what I feel it, my, I'm getting value, you know, out of my dollar. And I, I am a bit more critical of the money that I spend with Activision Blizzard since everything that's been going on, treat your employees better. Um, that, you know, I, but I still would appreciate, uh, you know, a faster cadence and bigger updates, uh, with, you know, Diablo 4. Imagine if we got, like, every year we got a new class and a new zone, you know, or a kind of, like, maybe, like, if we got a Reaper of Souls, like, every year. That would be cool. You know, that, that would be awesome. And if you're if you're leapfrogging development teams between these expansions, that, that would also be, you know, that would also be acceptable because I trust Team 3. I trust Vicarious Visions. You know, I, I have faith in both of those development teams. Um, with uh, what they can go through and push and what they can go through and do. Uh, so that's, you know, that, that is at least to me uh, a positive aspect. I, I don't think that 
It's really like there. There is, of course, the other side of it. Vicarious Visions could be being brought in as a strike team to try and fix uh, issues that oh, Team Three is missing product deadlines and blah. blah, blah. Oh, we're worried that the project's not going to come out on time or anything like that. But it could just be that hey, you guys did such a great job with Diablo Two Resurrected. You hit it. You nailed it. You actually understand it. Well, guess what? You're you're the Diablo studio now. Like you're going to be going through and working, you know, with the the internal uh, Blizzard team that's been working on Diablo, and you're part of that family now. And you guys are going to go, and you're in charge of the Diablo Four IP. You know, just like Activision Blizzard is given like Triarch, and I forget what the other ones are as far as making like you know Call of Duty content and such. Um, so. Uh, that's just like some of the some of the things that to to keep in mind, you know, things things that could be uh, going on. There there could be obviously um, some issues that are going on, you know, with the development. But like, it, it's still only been. I mean, I feel like it's only been a couple of years, right, since they went through and announced the game, and we waited four years for Diablo three. You know, it, it's not that big of a stretch to. It's only. It's not even been two years since they announced Diablo 4. Um, and they've been making some pretty significant headways. I, I will feel better that even though there's not a BlizzCon this year, when they go through and do, I guess, the BlizzCon Line 2 um, that they said that they would be doing early next year, if we begin to see more zones, uh, because we've been seeing a lot of the dry steps and not, uh, not so much of anything else, so it would make me feel, it would definitely make me feel better if we start seeing some other zones to, you know, have an idea that things are being pushed. Now we have seen, I've talked about it previously, that there's been like some back-end, you know, development updates. So they've uh, issued like developer builds, like big 40 gig development builds and stuff like that, that they published on their content delivery networks and everything's encrypted. So we can't get anything out of them, but that could be like one of the times that we saw that previously was when they did, oh, you know, Dry Steps is playable from start to finish. So all the developers go play the game 48 hours, max out as many characters as you can or max out a single character as much as you can, but play and break the game so that way we can get some big bug testing. Maybe that's something that they went through and did again. Either another zone has been completely finished uh, from start to finish, or maybe maybe multiple zones are done from start to finish and I want to see how the gameplay progresses through all of that. We just don't know, sadly. But, um... Yeah, that pretty much covers it. That's uh, you know, we've 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 had a lot to go through, and I know I kind of like chain gun some topics um on that one, but you know, I I look forward to going through, hoping uh to not miss uh, many more episodes. But uh, as I as uh, you might have seen on Twitter, I've got some uh, difficult work schedules coming up, not just for October but November as well. Uh, that uh. It looks like it's going to be West March Thursdays um, for the, the, the this next quarter because uh, I got a lot of stuff that's just been going on at night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at work. Um, and so it's going to be pushing it over to like Thursdays for the, the podcast and such and might might have to take like a little uh, winter break for December, you know, here or there. We'll we'll see. We'll see how things work out. We'll see how things go and how I'm able to keep up with the workload and all of that. Which, you know, is not, you know, not going to lie. Part of it's also part of the reason why I had to take a little break, you know, from the podcast on this you know, the previous couple of weeks and stuff. There's just all sorts of things that have just been piling up and added on to the, uh, the, the stress load. And I just did not have it in me uh, to go through and uh, boot up and, um, you know, do the podcast. I think I streamed a little bit of uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected when it was in the, uh, the open beta and stuff. And so it's just, yeah, I just, you know, it's been, it's been a lot, you know, it's, it's, it's been a lot. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, keep updated. You know, again, thank you for going through listening to, uh, me rant, talk about stuff. Uh, feel free to go through, um, if you liked what I what I had to go through and say here, uh, you follow the show. We record live, or I, I keep saying we, but it's I. I record live uh, every other Wednesday, Thursday uh, for the next couple of weeks. 
at uh, blizpro at twitch.tv slash blizpro you can find uh, an article with uh, the links to everything over at diablo.blizpro or not nope not nope that's website's closed just blizpro.com www.blizpro.com uh, you can also find it on youtube just search for west march workshop uh, you can also find us on itunes stitcher your podcasting platform of choice it's up there and everywhere um, for like the, the audio only versions um, you can also follow the show on Twitter. It's at the WM Workshop, or you can follow me personally on Twitter at Nine Ball Gamer. Um, and as always, you can go through. You can email me questions, comments, or feedback at WestMarchWorkshop at BlizzPro.com. Um, you can uh, you know also just message me on Twitter or anything like that. It's it's all good, all gravy. I uh, look forward to hanging out with you guys on every episode. Now I'll be going through and bringing the episode itself to a close, but we'll be hanging out a little bit in the after show. So if you do manage to go and catch one of the, the episodes live uh, over on Twitch, uh, feel free to, to go through, hang out, and stay because we'll be having some chats and conversations a little bit before the show, a little bit after the show. Uh, you know, I look, to, look forward to catching you all in the next episode as well as catching you for some uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected next week can't wait to finally go through and get a chance to play my necromancer in all of his high definition glory